Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time. This week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Yes, we will, current events. And um, I guess the, I'm going to start out with some very old one, old news, because, you know, sometimes news when it comes to the government and and the Biden administration and the Supreme Court, it just, you I mean... One week it'll be new news, next week it'll be old news, you know, and someone sent me a whole bunch of articles about uh, the court upholding the Texas ban on abortion and the um, I don't know, you know the heartbeat bill mm-hmm. and, st- and stuff, and, and I've got articles from the ChristianHeadlines.com, the Washington Post, and uh, Fox News, where Biden believes it's up to a woman to have an abortion, and from Market Watch, President Biden labeled the Supreme Court's actions as unprecedented assault on a woman's constitutional rights under Roe v. Wade, and another article saying that Texas churches fight the heartbeat ban label abortion a moral and social good and and it goes on and on and on and lo and behold it went to court and it was blocked again i mean it was blocked i know that um me personally i approve of this uh law where if you can hear a heartbeat you can't get an abortion right I, that, 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 as a matter of fact, that's old law. They just never enforced it. So now know. they're saying you have to enforce it, you know? But, but, you know, what people don't know, and maybe they don't care, I don't know. But maybe some people don't know that this abortion procedure in which the unborn baby is ripped apart limb by limb to prevent a live birth. I mean, it's literally tor- it's, it's, torture. It's torture and it's murder. Uh, Pure and simple. You know, they had a procedure called, they call it D&E to make it not so uh, terribly, sound so terribly. It was called dilation and evacuation. Yeah, they're just tearing the poor baby apart. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it was 
blocked so now people can go ahead and get abortions uh, in some clinics not all and well right because they feel like what will happen to them if the the per, the people who filed an appeal and it gets overturned again will it go retroactive back so you gave them abortion will they be held liable i don't know well, i think that's some of the part of the reason why and i just think people of, of color really i mean um, i remember my mother she was a public health nurse and when they first came out with this planned parenthood the first thing she said was it's nothing but genocide and the person who created this planned parenthood singer mm-hmm. was just an out and out racist she did not believe that black people should procreate so she started planned parenthood and she to encourage them uh, to abort their children and she uh, said she didn't even want the word to go out that she was trying to do that Right. So she was trying to hide it, but the but, Lord allowed, you know, the Lord allowed a fly to be on the wall and allowed a, a rat right. to be in her uh, operation and to rat the whole scheme out. Right. And the fact is, common sense to tell people some things, but there was a time people would just never think of killing their young. Now they, they do it as a, just a, a matter of. It's like if, if you are engaging in activity that's going to be responsible for bringing a life into the world, you, you, you could just imagine how things would change if you have to take responsibility because there's a heartbeat. You, there would be a difference in activity and uh, uh, what a person is, is willing or, or not willing to do because there'll be consequences behind it. So then once the, there's a fetal heartbeat, that's it. There's another life and even though you have control over your body, you are no longer responsible in the sense that you can determine what happens to someone else's body. Yeah, and I was, it was uh, on the news, I think ABC News, and um, they was interviewing this doctor that performed abortions at this clinic, and he said he performed about 30 to 50 abortions a day. So you, can, right. so you can imagine, 30, that's like 150 a week, or if it's 50, that's like uh, 250 a week. That's just one doctor. Now, if you get other doctors, it just tally up to thousands and millions. And that's only Monday through Friday. (laughs) Right, and that homicidal spirit, that murdering spirit has to be all through that place. I I imagine there are unclean spirits all around that place because that type of, uh, uh, it's like that type of callousness, it has a spirit in and of itself. And for a person who can just end the life of a baby, a child like that, and have no feelings, no remorse, no regrets, no nothing. I don't think people consider it a child, first of all. And I don't think when they realize that they're pregnant, they, it's, uh, some, some people feel like it's a shock. It's like, what am I going to do? And, oh, I can always get rid of it. And you don't think in terms of sin, you don't think in terms of tormenting or torturing the baby you don't think in turn you think of yourself you think about your money you think about what other people are going to think about you You but see the thing is they never there was a time when it was just it was just automatic it's a baby but now we've reached the point where they don't recognize 
the baby is a baby. But the doctors do. So you can see the murdering spirit that's running all through these clinics because they know it's a child. And I know that it, it, you know, maybe the intent of the Planned Parenthood was focused on um, African-American people of color. But, you know, there are a lot of North Shore Nancys out there that... Right. And, and people that are women that are well-to-do that feel like that would interfere with their with their lifestyle or interfere with their social so, status mm-hmm. or interfere, you know. So it, it's while it was intended for more for people of color, I think all those North Shore Nancys mm-hmm. don't hesitate to take advantage of it. There's, I mean, not even, I, I, I'm, but see, I'm, that's unfair. It's like everybody else other than people of color. I mean, yeah, but I'm thinking the people who have means, they were getting abortions all along. The Planned Parenthood, to me, was just set up for the people who normally never would have considered it. One, economically. They just never would have considered it. And then now, when they take away the, the moral responsibility, behind it, they don't, and then when they believe the lies, when somebody tells them, oh, it's not a child, but it's definitely a child, and then it it took people long enough to come up and let them know with advertisement and everything else, when a heartbeat starts, when certain features begin to form, when when the baby is recognized as as an unborn baby, it's unborn, but it's still a baby, so... Well, anyway, it's going to be interesting to find out how this all works out. Because this is innocent blood that's being and, shed. Uh, and frankly, I, I think uh, the Biden administration really puts his two cents in. in yeah, uh, and just think that he's going to have to give an account to the Lord. Because this innocent blood that the United States is shedding. Millions upon millions. Yeah, like the Lord, the blood, you know... I mean, that's just like, just like any law, you think that, you know, the Supreme Court or a court or, you know, they're, they're influenced by people higher up in politics, you know, it's in, and no, it's not fair all the time. No, it's not. So, so you can expect it to, to be overturned and then overturned again and then overturned and dragged out. What you're probably not expecting is when God sets the balance. Just like finally when the Lord says, you're gonna, I've given you enough time to repent. I've done enough so that you should be able to realize that I'm not pleased with this, and yet you refuse to repent or to acknowledge or to give me the glory. Regardless of what man thinks he's capable of doing, God's gonna strike the balance. He's that's, gonna strike the balance. That's when the judge of all judges get involved when right. he make his final judgment. Right, and then and you might be thinking, well, it's down the road. No, the Lord said when it comes, this is so sudden, and it's it's without remedy. It's just like all of a sudden, there it is. You're faced with the the burden of your decision, and as long as you're rejecting what God has to offer. When the Lord closes that door, that window of opportunity is closed. Now, there's a lot of sin out there, not just abortion. There's a lot of sin. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, I got this article, and it's not, 
it's from last month, but it's Hillsong's Brian Houston. You know, he had to step down from the church's board. And um, he was senior pastor of that Australian-based congregation. Mm-hmm. And I like Hillsong's yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And But now he's charged by police with concealing child sex offenses and is uh, set to appear in court this month. It allegedly took place during the 70s. Houston said he was shocked by the charges and is innocent. I don't know why it took so long to bring it to... But he has to step down because they brought the charges? Is that what they're saying? Well, he's charged by police, yes. He's charged. Um, He said, I wanted to let you know that I've made a decision to step aside from my role on the Hillsong Church boards that oversee the governance of our operations. I did this so that these boards can function to their fullest capacity during this season. This doesn't change my role as global senior pastor. I thought it was important to let our church family know in the interests of transparency, and I wanted you to hear it from me directly. I don't know what he's like what his life was like in the 70s. I'm not sure. He is now 67 and said and they say he's believed he, he said he believed the charges may be related to allegations that his father abused a boy in the 70s. So, so they were, you know, in August uh, the police said that they will, uh, they will allege in court that Houston knew information relating to the sexual abuse of a young male in the 70s and failed to bring that information to the attention of police. Oh, you mean he knew something so concerning his dad? Might. It's vague to me. It's not mm-hmm. real specific. But... but um, so they're saying he knew but didn't bring it to anyone's attention. So they're going to charge him with what? Concealing child sex offenses. Mm. So that, you know, you don't know exactly what that means. He's concealing it, whether it's his own or his father's or... I don't know. It's a little vague. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how many people ever watched the 700 Club, but you know, Pat Robertson stepped down from run. He's that long running host of the 700 Club mm-hmm. in Virginia. He's 91 years old, and he said uh, recently that his son is going to take over the weekday shows, and he uh, stepped down October 1st. Oh, I don't know. It's like, is it like 50 years or something? Hmm. He started airing on October 1st of 61. So Hmm. he stepped down October 1st of 2021. That's a lot longer than 50 years. Anyway, he's going to make guest appearances sometimes. Um... He, he was always in hot water off and on because of how he said things or what he... Yeah, because some things were a little bizarre, if you ask me, but, you know, it seems like the older people get, the more bizarre. I mean, I was surprised. Certain things that my father used to be adamant about 
by the time he was in his 80s, you know, he was so tolerant that I was, I couldn't believe it was the same person that I was talking to. <laughs> well, that, I don't know, I guess that happens. I guess that you, you pick and choose your battles, you wonder, you know. Mm -hmm. As you get older, you feel like um, you, you know what's really important to you, you know, for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and you gain more wisdom. I think you gain more spiritual wisdom if you if you're closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and things probably don't bother you as much as they used to. Probably. Or you realize that you have no control over it. Yeah, that's what true. Can I do. But anyway, one thing I saw on the website for the Seven Hundred Club was an article. It said, Keys to Powerful Living. And it caught my eye because of the times that we're in. It says, uh, Overcoming Anger. And then I'm listening to the news day after day, and I hear about all these shootings, all this anger, all this, all these, I don't know, it's terrible. Yeah, it and, is. And I don't know if some of it is due to anger, which is a really powerful emotion. Anger uh, moves you to do things that you normally wouldn't do if you didn't give over to wrath. Right. And that's why the Lord says, don't, don't give in to wrath. But a lot of the other problems are because of drugs, drug dealing, drug use, territorial, gangs. Experimenting in areas that you shouldn't because the Lord lets us know there's some things we just cannot handle spiritually and we have to flee those particular things and if you don't, you'll find yourself in a spiritual bind. You know, but, but anger I think is like the number one. You know, mm -hmm. people have no tolerance. They have no right. patience. They have no, you know, something happens and you tell them you can't. Or just like that one, uh, just recently, these people got shot because they didn't like how she parked the car. You know, bang. Hmm. You know, along with the peop other people in the car. That's terrible. And that's terrible. Anger just, you know, you give over to wrath and it starts to rule your life because mm -hmm. it feeds the flesh and if you're in the flesh it satisfies your flesh but it doesn't work the righteousness of God you know anger is usually directed toward other people you never direct your anger to yourself as a rule you know you, you direct it to somebody else and, and, and it's sometimes because you don't like yourself you're angry and you take it out on someone else, mm -hmm. you know, kicking the cat, you know, um, and eventually, um, you know, people point the finger to God and they're mad at God yep. and they're angry with the Lord and it's his fault. It's your fault. Just like with Job's wife, you know, you did something, you had to do something, you know, just curse God and die. Just go ahead and curse God and die and be done with it, you know? Yeah. 
Job said that you something he's stupid. <laughs> I can I you know to that's why the Lord tells us to walk in his truth because once you know what's true, then you won't be deceived. But you know, the bottom line is anger controls you. You can't control the anger, not not unless you go to the Lord and ask. You have to go to the Lord, right? Because He told you 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 can be angry and sin not. You don't have to sin just because something makes you angry. And your anger drives a wedge between you and God. So it's not like you can you can do the you can do both. You can't. You can't serve God and love God and, and be obedient to, to the anger. Lord and be so angry to the point where you give over to wrath and right. shoot somebody. Right. It's like two separate roads. It's opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't do that. And you know, when you are so angry at that moment, you're rejecting God. I think that's I, yeah. I, when I you just, when you're angry to the point where you're about to give over to wrath, then the Lord, then you're in your flesh, and God can't, then you're not thinking in terms of the, of the spirit. The Lord can't reach you spiritually because you're in the flesh, and the flesh has nothing to do with the spirit. So you'd have to crucify your flesh in order to hear from the Lord. And what's really interesting is when people have a drug problem or an alcohol problem, that's, I think, when a lot of the anger comes out of them. Mm-hmm. And they may not... Be like that when they're clean and sober, but when they're under the influence of a drug or an alcohol, that's when... Because that's a spirit. That's when the anger comes out. You know, so um, if you're praying and you're asking the Lord for help, because God is love and God is caring and he cares about you. And you begin with a personal relationship with him. He wants you to live with him forever. He wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. So you have to, I guess, in this article it says that you have to recognize the source of your anger. Is it a person or a situation? Or are you angry at God? And you have to be honest with yourself. And then you have to repent and ask God to cleanse you, you know, of your sins, cleanse you or change you so that you're not so angry you know because the bible does say if we confess our sins god is faithful and just and and he he will forgive us our sins right and the lord did not design us to hold on to our anger because if you hold on to anger it slowly turns into hatred and whether it's through uh envy covetousness it eventually metamorphoses. So the Lord tells us in his examples of people, famous examples like Esau, people who could not let go of their anger. And if you continue to be angry, you will also be unforgiving. And therefore, God can't forgive you because you're too busy being angry and not forgiving others. Well, I thought maybe we could finish this article this week, but maybe we'll have to continue next week. Um pick up from here because there are a couple of other steps that I think are important. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Proverbs chapter 2 verses 6 and 7. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. 
He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, who told Daniel that he came to give him skill and understanding? And the answer is Gabriel. And that answer can be found in Daniel chapter 9, verses 21 and 22, which reads, Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision in, at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. This week's food for thought is, which wicked king of Judah was afflicted with a disease of the bowels? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>